0: Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Ah, that got cut off a little short there, didn't it? I got a big gulp right at the end.
1: You know, I feel I badly. Feel bad. Why is that? I missed my best day of the year. The only day that was in the calendar that's in honor of me. Um, Stillskin Day? April Fool's Day.
0: April Fool, missed it. Missed it. We could have done something. I looked at but the calendar and
1: went, "Oh man, I am way behind. Yeah. I missed it. What a great yeah. opportunity yeah. lost." Hmm.
0: Hey, good news. It'll be back around in a year. <laughs> you have three hundred and sixty-four <laughs> days to prepare.
1: Yeah, um, there may be some other days that I may act like a fool. So, but we just won't be honored for that.
0: That's true. That is true. <laughs>
1: Well, how you doing? I am on pins and needles. How was your Easter celebration? Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glorious. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Great time. Amen. Great time. All right. Let me, uh, let me give you the question of the day. Okay. So I'm going to read the email, and it says, uh, I'm sure you've seen this happening. But why is my age group and the person that sent this would be in their forties? Um, why why uh, is my age group leaving the church suddenly and coming out like they have PTSD from religious upbringing? It breaks my heart as I see this. Uh, I have family that have left religion for New Age junk. I don't know if it would be a good podcast. It's depressing. I'm seeing it over and over again of these people and proud to announce it on social media, pulling others down with them. People applaud them for courageously leaving it all and focusing on bettering themselves. You might have already done this. I I just don't know if it'll help, but I'm throwing it out there. So there it is. Um, Great question, great thought. I have seen this as well. Oh, yeah. You have seen it as well. Oh, yeah. A number of, of us have seen it. So we're talking about people that have grown up in fundamental Baptist churches, um, independent Baptist churches of, you know, many eras, I guess. But I would say the last, you know, 30 years, 40 years, uh, coming through the 70s, the hardcore preaching of the 70s, the um, strong leadership of the 70s, 80s, and there have been a lot of people who have left. And it troubles us. I saw it coming in a a number of years ago. I saw it begin happening, and it troubled me. And I began asking questions then, trying to remedy things then, but uh, people still left. Uh, I had people leave our church, and I had a family leave, and they said, I I said, why are you leaving? Is it doctrinal? No. We just want to change. We just want something different. And I shook my head and I thought, well, you want different? You want different than doctrine? You want different than Bible, Bible preaching? I said, you're making a mistake. And my prayer was that those people that would leave for those kind of things would soon realize that you know we're not getting what we need. And some have come back and some are coming back, but there are a lot that have left and there are still some leaving. Why do you think some of those people have left for some of those reasons mentioned in that email?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know because I'm not them. But things that I have heard and seen and talked to people. Now, I'm talking about – we are talking about two two separate things here that may sort of envelop in one, but there is a difference. You know, what was referenced in this email question was – Basically, I'm leaving God. That's a big difference yeah. than I'm leaving the church, right. uh, and True. and we'll probably wind up touching on some of the anti IFB kind of thing, you know that that absolutely you know that that is prevalent today, and yes. that uh, you know while I disagree with it, uh, and I think there's some mischaracterization, uh, that's still better than saying, I'm not even going to read my Bible anymore. I'm never even going to right. church ever again. You know, so there's there's right. a big difference, you know. So to, to say that I know the reason why they've left, I, I, I really don't. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, some people when they are injured or they believe yes. they're injured, now some right. things legitimately are, I mean, wrong. They're they're really yes. really wrong. It's really bad. Right. Maybe sometimes a crime, but maybe not a crime. But but really a true offense, not something that's make believe. And when people right. get their feelings hurt, oftentimes it's I'm done. You know, I I'm not yeah. putting up with yeah. this kind of stuff. But right. um, with many people, it it never really had been an incident. It's, it's a conclusion of a mass of, of things, which right. seems to be that they've just drifted away from Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I am tired. I'm sick and tired of people saying, I got hurt. I got hurt. I got hurt in the church. I got, and you're right. I know some people that got desperately hurt. I mean, there was a crime. But even, even she has come to that place in her life where she realizes, I've got to move on. But I am so tired of people saying, I got hurt. I need time to heal. Somebody said something. I was, you know, people didn't appreciate me. Come on. Where in the world do you not get hurt? You did you get hurt in school? Did you quit that never going to like a teacher again? Did you get hurt at work? You're going to quit and you're never going to go back to work. There, if you're dealing with people, you're going to get hurt. And I don't care if it's in a Christian setting or not. People are going to sin. People are going to make mistakes. Leadership are going to make mistakes. You're going to get hurt. And you better realize that, or you better just lock yourself in a closet and come out when you're 90 and breathe some air and die. I, I'm so tired of that. Get over it. Go to that person. Tell them you're upset. Try to make it right and move on. And if they don't want to make it right, let it go. If I held on to every time somebody said something to me in the church as a church member or another pastor, I, I'd be out of my mind. I'd be in constant grief. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I don't think it's good. I don't think it's right. And to blame the church for all your problems. And when I look at those people, the problem is not the church. It's your problem. You're the problem. And that's why you have a constant problem, because you can't get over yourself. And that just, oh, that's just a bee in my bonnet. You just struck a nerve there today. So, um, But that's where I'm at. And I, I think a lot of this is just people are selfish. People are self-centered. People are narcissistic. There's the word of the day, narcissistic. Whoa. And, okay, um, it's all about me. And if you don't make me happy, then I'm taking my football and I'm going home. And I am tired of that. That's not the Christian life. And, it's about serving. It's about giving. We just talked about Jesus Christ last week. He gave everything. He gave it all. He gave his life in torment for us. And somebody says, you can't sing in the choir? I'm leaving the church. Independent, they're, independent Baptists are too hard. The pastor said, i, I got to wear a dress and on an activity. They're too hard. They're, they're mean. I am sick of it. Sick of it.
1: Well, amen. How wonderful. Wow! <laughs> so get ready. This week's going to be hot. <laughs> hot, When you're talking Ugh. about this kind of a decision, of a culmination of, well, you know, I'm just leaving God. Um, unfortunately, sometimes some congregations are almost trained like that. They've not been yeah. fed properly. There's not been real Spirit-filled preaching. They've not yes. really given the Scripture properly. They've had perhaps a pastor or maybe several pastors in one yes. church that all have this problem, that problem. This guy wound up getting caught doing this. This guy wound up getting caught doing yes. this. This, And so, you know, sometimes people get to the point of, good grief, nobody ever believes this. What do I believe this for? The guys preaching to me don't even believe this. So sometimes they're extremely disappointed uh, in in that manner. And so, uh, you know, other times, you know, the Corinthian church, they had a lot of problems because they had had a lot of carnal people. And some churches are full of carnal people, and they may have a carnal pastor on top of it. And it's really difficult to see much growth in the Lord. So there's going to be fightings and divisions and so sometimes that is why people leave sometimes they leave just because they've never really they've never really let the scriptures that or they've not continued to let the scriptures feed them and work at their heart to where there's a continual heart change. What I need all the time, what you need all the time, what every Christian needs all the time is a continual. Change and repentance to more and more a deeper walk with the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I was going to say the other thing that I struggle with and upset with sometimes is that we did have, and I'm going to say it, we had some guys over the years that became dictatorial and, you know, suggested and taught and preached some really really weigh out ideas they weren't biblical they weren't biblically based um they would take a scripture and twist it I, I'm upset with those guys because they did hurt a lot of people and you're right I could see where people say you know what i I can't do it and we had a we had an incident in Canada we had a pastor that took his life and and I mean a lot of people jumped shit because they said this guy was renowned this guy was a great preacher this guy had a great church and he couldn't live it he he took his life. And man it it set a lot of people back. But I got to tell you it didn't set me back. It made me more determined. Amen. I've got to walk closer to the Lord. I've got to be right because people people are watching and and I've got a topic that I want to do someday and we've kicked it around a little bit. I want to talk about the fallout of a preacher's sin. What happens when we sin? What happens when we mess up and have to be removed maybe from the pastorate or you know even sometimes jailed. Sometimes guys are jailed i that's such a that's such a shame and it's such a hard thing for people to wrap their heads around so I understand that people can get hurt but you you've got to get over that you've got to move on from that and you don't have to leave a good uh group of people who teach the scriptures i i think better than any denomination um with clarity and with passion and with a desire to preach the truth then the independent Baptist group of, of churches. And um, I just, I know people are leaving. They they want more freedom in their worship. They want to be more participating in their worship. Uh, they want uh, less judgment in their worship. That's a reason why they want to go. And so they go to some of these other churches, a lot of times bigger churches, and it's, it's no pressure. There is pressure in our churches to live for the Lord, to be at church, to be in your Bible, to be in prayer, to be soul winning. There is, there is a, I want to say a pressure, but there's definitely an onus for us to do those things.
1: Yeah, I want to make three statements. We may talk in between them. It's fine with me. But sure, uh, sure. I mentioned this. I'm not going to belabor this. I don't like being called fundamentalist. I've, right. I've shirked that term. I don't like that term. Yes. If somebody nope. calls me one, I think I know what they're saying, and so it's not a problem. But I would prefer right. always independent Baptist. That, that's who right. I am. I, right. I want to be – if somebody said uh, – if I could articulate where I stand, I want to be an independent biblical Baptist. That, that's Amen. what I would hope would describe. At least that's what I aspire to be so, right. but whenever right. I say us, I'm talking about independent Baptist churches. So I'm not necessarily saying people we know and are good friends with. But number one, there have been hypocrites among us, Amen. Um, and of course, that's a that is a real problem when someone is a a fake and they know that they're fake, and then they're found out for being fake. That's a real, real tough thing, you know, that we're hiding something in our lives. And I'm saying, I'm saying, preachers, Uh, you know, hiding something. If people knew what was going on, we would quote unquote be in trouble or, you know, be kicked out of our church or whatever, you know. So, I mean, there's no reason for that. There have been. And, uh, you know, I think it seems to be more predominant. But I don't think it does. It's just information is more readily available, to, uh, you know. Right. I think. Uh, number two, right. there have been predators in independent Baptist yep. churches, Yeah, yeah. whether yeah. it would be someone in position or a pastor. And oftentimes when the pastor is a hypocrite, it allows—you know, a pastor may have something that he's hiding that he's not a predator himself.
0: I want to say before I forget. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but before I lose this, you talk about a hypocrite. Jesus had one in the twelve. <laughs> there was one right there. I mean, one of the leaders of amongst the disciples, Judas, was there in the first in the first church. So it shouldn't surprise us that there have been others that have followed. Did he him. preach the gospel? He didn't preach the gospel. Yeah, he did. Well, sorry, he yeah. did. He did. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah.
1: Did he cast out devils? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he do miracles? Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the 12 he, and, he and the one money. of the 70.
0: Han, 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 handled the money. Yeah,
1: so yeah. he yeah. was esteemed to be trustworthy. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, although he was he was there for a purpose, Jesus allowed him to be there for a purpose. Right. Yeah.
0: So he was a hypocrite and a predator, really, Yeah. think about it. So yeah. I wanted to throw yeah. that Helped in before you. He killed Jesus. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, go ahead. go ahead.
1: Oh, no, that's excellent. I got going and I didn't pause. So, And then number three, many pastors have not articulated their positions well. You know, yes. I, we're preaching and sometimes we get passionate about when we preach. There are many preachers who believe that if you write out your sermon, somehow it's not going to be a good sermon. Uh, mm. You know, however, the sermons we usually read from ministers from years back were all written out. Yeah. <laughs> so right. uh, it's just that they they worked on delivering them very well, you know, without just, mm-hmm. just reading them. But either maybe they didn't understand the position fully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe those positions did not have a bi- biblical basis.
0: Mm. There's a big one.
1: Or— yeah. Maybe they never really believed it. But, you know, everybody yeah. else is yelling about it, so I'm going to be one of the yeah. crowd. You know, so, yeah. so I think when you look at those three areas of uh, – that we could say is legitimate fault uh, among mm-hmm. pastors, you know, either mm-hmm. they were a hypocrite, maybe a predator, uh, or they never articulated their position well. And mm-hmm. we wonder why there may be some weakness in the pews or some, yes. uh, you know, belligerence or rebellion or hurt or that, that reaction uh, may have a sense of validity.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to say that – and I've said on our podcast before and I've said in the pulpit that there was a time when more emphasis was placed upon the exterior – than the interior of our lives if we looked right if we dressed right if we sounded right if we were so busy on sunday that we were exhausted on monday then you were a good christian and we missed in some not all churches and not all preachers but in some we missed the need for that close intimate walk with the savior and a leading of the holy ghost in our lives and i believe that some people left our our independent churches to find that at, at in the early days I think they were looking for that they wanted that walk with the Lord and some left because they weren't finding that that's my personal opinion and not not all i can't I can't use a wide brush on that but um, some have told me we just we just want to know more and we're not getting it and the preaching that they were getting in their churches and I know some of the churches um, it was it was not real deep seated it wasn't it wasn't very um uh, i don't know the word i want um spirit filled sometimes it wasn't spirit filled so th- that's part of the problem
1: so but i see this problem as dual edged obviously being a pastor the first people that i would you know hold accountable would be the pastor but at the same time, every single believer has a personal obligation to study the Word and to be in right. the Word. And, and right. so if the only word you're getting to receive in your own life is from the pulpit or maybe from, uh, you know, a Sunday school class, you're anemic and you're setting yourself yeah. for up for some real difficulties in your life because you need to be absolutely grounded and strengthened in the things of God. You, you absolutely must be yourself. So there is the obligation that a pastor should have, and if a pastor fails in his obligation, you still have the opportunity to be grounded in the Word yourself. And maybe the individual, if he's not grounded very well in the Word, and the pastor is, that helps. But ideally, Mm -hmm. both the pastor should be relating things that are fresh on his heart because of his walk with Christ to a group of people who receive them in a fresh manner because of their walk with Christ. That's the ideal.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right on right on. Hey, listen, on Wednesday, um, let's talk about this. I think a lot of people felt very restricted within, you know, our independent churches for years, a lot of restrictions upon people and the pastor, youth pastor, very, uh, cut and dry on a lot of things. You can't do this. You can't go here. You can't do that. And Rightfully so. They were giving good instruction, but I think a lot of people felt very restricted, and I think that's why maybe they left as well. Let's talk about that a little bit on Wednesday. Anything else you want to talk about on Wednesday? Anything that comes to mind or kind of give a little teaser there? I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I got a wealth of
1: ammunition, but it's all sort of in shotgun shells, so.
0: Hey, bring it. We love buckshot, buckeye, (laughs) buckeye, little buckeye. Yeah, dog, your old dog, buckeye. Well, I'm Al Stone. That's Dan Wolven, and uh, we're sure glad you're listening today. And uh, I think this is a much-needed topic. It's a hard topic. I don't like talking yes, about it. That's um, right, because it's uh, we we do have to look introspectively. And I've got to look at myself. And and I'm going to tell you there are some things that I taught and some things that I did early on in my ministry that I wish I had not done. I made some mistakes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fess up to that. So um, we'll do that on Wednesday and Friday and talk about those things. But for now, I'm Al Stone, and uh, having some great meetings um, in British Columbia. Brother Josh Towns, great friend of mine, been doing a revival there for years. Amen. They have a great church. For the first time in, I think it's eight years, they have a church building to meet in. That is in. absolutely um, yeah. awesome. They've been meeting in uh, community centers for eight years, bouncing from community center to community center. They finally found a church oh. building to use. I'm so glad. Oh, that's it's, great. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. That so, is that's
1: great. Me. Yeah, this is Dan Wolven. And I think in—if uh, I think clearly, I think, let's see, in 41, almost 42 years of ministry, I think I made a mistake. Uh, uh, I'll have to think no. about it. So. Yep. No, yes. no. This is Dan no, Woven no. in Columbus, Ohio. And I'll try to remember what that mistake was. Uh, no, oh, well. No, you can believe, relate the multitudes it. of years And I'll try to think of my one. <laughs> yeah, i can think of one. <laughs> it lasted
0: for 40 years. <laughs> this is Tim Fox. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. God bless you. Have a great day. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com.
1: That's T I I M Talks.com.